scary. It's fine. It's not scary. It's just a little mo. It's just a little moita. Just a little moita. Just a little moita. Little moita. <laughs> What's wrong with us? I don't know. I didn't do any drugs today. Oh, me neither. Oh, antibiotics. <laughs> That's it. Me no. Antidepressants doesn't count. Mm. No. <laughs> Everyone who's not on that. You are listening to the Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. Are you okay? Lie down. I just started trying to record the intro and one of the dogs started making sounds like it was going to puke. This is my life. Hi, I'm Kelsey and welcome to another week of the Jack Shit Show. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. Another week with trigger warnings. Now, I didn't mean to do this to you. I didn't mean to put an episode about death right smack back up to back with a episode about murder, but that's how she worked out this weekend. So if you have to skip me two weeks in a row, I'm sorry. And if you don't, then you're in for some crazy ass stories. Um, both Allie and I are big fans of a podcast called My Favorite Murder, which is a true crime comedy podcast. And we understand that that doesn't sit right with everybody and that's totally fine. But we both have some crazy hometown murders, um, cases that happened in both of our hometowns when we were younger. And that kind of got us into true crime. And we understand that this is a topic that is although super popular, um, can be a little bit triggering to certain people. So just a heads up on that. We've got missing person and we've got um, a full-on murder. So we just want to acknowledge that the stories, all of them that we are about to tell, um, we are making light of them uh, in our own way. And we acknowledge that there are people who do and will not do that, Take have our take on it. So there's your trigger warnings this week, and I'm just going to get right into it because this one's chock-a-block, absolutely chock-a-block full of bananas. So enjoy. <laughs> well, let's talk about how we met. I think that that's where we got to start. Okay. Okay, so... Allie and I met. Do you want to tell the story of how, I met, how we met? I think we should start at dinner. We met at dinner? Yes, because we met at dinner. We did meet at dinner. It was... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was our mutual friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it starts there and ends in chaos. <laughs> <laughs> in chaos. Well, because... Okay, so what happened was... I think this was, like, where we really bonded. It was because... We were looking at each other's tattoos, mm. and I have a tattoo that's in Morse code on my wrist, and we're, like, sitting at dinner with, like, all these other people. Which is also just sick as fuck. Who has my a Morse code? Co- who has a Morse code tattoo? Oh, my, thank you. My best friend has it matching. I don't. You can get it if you want to join our <laughs> tripod. <laughs> we can make our, we can make our two a toy, right? So, we were going over tattoos, because I love a bunch of yours. You've got, like, a bunch of super cutie little ones, too. And you asked me what the Morse code was about, and I said... It's SSDGM, and you, I was so, fucking panicked. Dropped instantly. your cutlery <laughs> and looked at me, and you were like, Are you a murderino? But, like, how that moment, how the fuck do we not talk about that more? Are you a murderino? Yeah. Instantly, <laughs> it's like bonded. Literally, admitted, everyone, immediately. And then everyone thought we were fucking weirdos because it's like, Are you a murderino? Instantly, we start talking about serial killers, our favorite murder top. Like, it was. We went off. Yeah. The kids went off. <laughs> Like, because murderino is the coined phrase for, those of you who don't know, from our favorite podcast, mm. My Favorite Murder, mm. which, oh, great podcast. Great podcast, great girls. We love it all. Women? Women. Girls? Babes supporting babes. Same. You know? So, we bonded over that. Then, night goes on. This is like, and then this really cemented it in. Night goes on. We're <laughs> driving, and we ended up, like, we're kind of drunk from dinner or whatever. Allie's not. She's sober because she you were, like, on antibiotics or something at the time. We we're, were going to, like, another spot. Like, we mm-hmm. were all, like, driving to this other spot, and the driver that we had had, like, gotten out of the vehicle to, I don't know, like, open the door or something like that. Yeah. And 
all of a sudden the vehicle's moving again. And which the doors, was weird. like the door was open. Yeah. Like, we were going to get out. The door was open. And the and the vehicle's moving. And we're like, excuse me. <laughs> I personally, I don't know what how you discovered we were in trouble, but my personal, I it took me a second because all my booze kicked in, like right <laughs> when we were getting there. Like I timed it so that that would happen. So I didn't have to pay for so many drinks when we got there. Mm, <laughs> you know, remember the days. <laughs> so so I knew we were in trouble because I looked forward and it took me like, I mean, I'm sure in the like realm of actual yeah. time, it didn't take that much time, but, but I, like, it, I was slow. like slow-mo. I was mm. like, oh, that's, we don't know this man. And someone had jumped into this vehicle that we were in. Oh yeah. And taken off with it. Yeah. With I us knew, in it. I knew that it was instantly bad because he turned and looked at me and oh. I was like, I saw his <gasps> face and I was like, Oh no, oh no no no! This isn't this isn't what we don't we know you, doing. sir. Yeah. Oh. And then it just went to absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. We weren't the only two people in the car. There was a couple other people, so they were, and rightly so, panicked. Yeah. But I think what was funny was that I remember just looking like around, <laughs> like trying to figure out what was going on, and looking directly at you, and you and I both like didn't say a word, and like immediately started like convincing this guy to let us out yeah we were like yelling we're like kate get like what the fuck pull like, over please pull over and it was fucked because it's like in a it was like in every like crazy movie that happens there's always that one like slow mode part and it's <laughs> yeah. like oh this is real life but how is this happening it was so fucking insane it was crazy and i yeah like we, i don't know i don't know what it was that actually he listened to us like after yeah. how long did you think that last like five minutes um, yeah, it was, Five we went, ten. we went, like, a, like, it was, we went a ways away. Yeah, like, like he, he drove. drove. <laughs> yeah, he drove for, like, a, a bit, and, and then turned, and then. Yeah, like, and then he just turned and parked the car and ran away. Yeah. Like, it was just some crackhead. Yeah, it was fucked. Like, but, like he didn't, he didn't steal, like, and, well, you were just telling me, because I didn't realize, because you, when he parked, or, but you didn't know he put us in park, you thought he just jumped out, and we were, like, yeah. on a hill, so you jumped in the front seat. To yeah. put it, make sure that the car was in park. Because well, my first thought, if I was, I mean, not that I would, but if I was to <laughs> steal a fucking vehicle yeah. and there's a ton of people in the car, I'm getting uh, out. my first thought is, I'm not going to put it in park and I'm make running. sure everyone's fine. It's like, I'm going to dip the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So instantly I'm like, oh, we're on a hill. We're all going to die. Yeah. So you were like, I'm glad your brain was working like that. I'm like, I don't know what was going on. One of our other girlfriends was like chasing him, thinking, yeah. trying to being like, I'm going to get a look at his face. So she's chasing him. <laughs> so then I'm chasing her to be like, get your ass back here. And it was cold. It was, it was winter. freezing. She just still doesn't know where her shoes are. I but, just talked to her about it. Well, like, it's winter time. We were, and we weren't like, we I were mean, dressed I, up. typical girls were not wearing appropriate like, no. outerwear. No. And it was just, it was fucked. And then instantly in that moment, we thought, hey, does this make us I actually, <laughs> I actually remember like once we had kind of, everybody had calmed down and the cops were there and stuff. I actually remember looking at you and being like, I can't wait to tell because our podcast, My Favorite Murder, they like yeah. do their hometown murders, which is what has inspired this podcast. And I remember coming and finding you and being like, I can't wait to tell the girls about this. You know what's so funny is I remember that vividly because <laughs> I'm talking to the cops and you've literally just come over and you're like, I cannot wait to talk about this. We're emailing <laughs> so soon. I'm like, okay. Everybody's in an absolute panic. I'm like, Everyone's my first thought yeah. is like, oh, we're going to email we're, about this, obviously. So that's A, the kidnapping story mm. that people have been waiting baited breath for also nobody got hurt and everybody oh was my fine. god everyone was fine like, yeah we should precursor that hard <laughs> like everybody was okay it was like emotionally traumatizing yeah. I, but i an, enough time has passed like it happened like last year when like we weren't in a covid lockdown yeah. like everything's fine yeah everyone's okay everyone's okay physically yeah i'm sure some people are i'm sure up. there's some scarring <laughs> However, I just think it, I was just like, and put it, like, because of the year I had already had, which mm. you know a little bit about now, but, like, I was just like, yeah, of course list. I've been yeah. kidnapped. Why like, no happen? problem. Yeah. Why wasn't there more stuff? What? Shocked. Shocked. Shocked <laughs> and concerned. <laughs> but for real, because, yeah, I was just like, I don't think anything at this point can phase me. I'm just like, okay, 100%. And I, too, like, in my head, like, I've almost, like, prepared for shit like that to happen, you know? So I kind of thought, like, okay, if this continues, like, this is how we're going to handle... Like, I just was, like, in my head, I was, like, 
I've got this when I'm drunk, drunk yeah. problem. Like absolutely shit face. I'm like, yeah. okay, we're getting kidnapped. Let's go. Like no problem. It might even after I was just like so confused. I'm like, there's no way that that happened. Bro, How did that happened. There's no fucking way. And then yeah. again, I was, went after we talked about it. I'm like, oh no, that makes perfect sense. Why uh, wouldn't that have happened? Why not? What a fucking shit show. <laughs> and we're on the Jack shit welcome show. to the shit show. <laughs> so oh. that was how we met. And bonded, and how, and now we're trauma bonded for life. But, like, what a good story. Great story. And we, yeah, like, <laughs> no one was hurt. The, he didn't even crash the vehicle. Which is also, like, how the, it was super icy. You're on a fucking hill. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck he was on. Oh, my God, yeah, because that's the thing, too. You were just telling me when you crawled into the front seat, the wallet, they're, like, the drive, yeah. our driver's wallet and stuff was still there. Everything was still there. So, he clearly was, was just, like... I think he was just cracked, to yeah. be honest. Like, I think he was just kind of like, woo, let's take Why that out. Why wouldn't he? I mean, well, listen, a, oh, maybe a... I could get warm for a minute, you know? <laughs> like, it's cold out here. It was so cold. That's the one thing I was like, it was so fucking cold. I know. So, that's how Allie and I met. And cheers. then, ch- 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 cheers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I liked it. Thank you. I'm going like, to keep it in. My favorite thing is, like, normally when they're like, oh, how'd you meet? Oh, at, like, a bar through Instagram. It's like, nah, bitch. We got fucking kidnapped. Trauma bonded for life. Mm. Raise me one. (laughs) Raise me that. (laughs) Raise me that kind of a friendship, okay? So then, ever since then, and I think, well, I hadn't started the podcast then, but, like, obviously, but I also feel like we've talked about doing this episode for, like, quite a while now, because we were, like, as soon as we, like, as I started the podcast, I was like, oh my god, we should do hometown murders, because we both have them. Which is also bananas. Which is bananas, yeah. I mean, I'm not as connected to my hometown murder. It's just a hometown murder. But you're still, inter- hometown You're murder. pretty connected. <laughs> yeah, it is hometown. But, like, that's even just, like, fucked up. It's true. But I think a lot of people are very sheltered from this kind of a life. But maybe this is what this. Listen, our hometown murders prepared us for our kidnapping yeah. later in life. So and hey, we still got what twenty good years left. At least minimum, <laughs> maximum for me. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But oh I mean, oh my god, they're fucked. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna let you start. Okay. So hit us. Tell me your <laughs> hit the people. Hit the people with some moida. 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 Without further ado. (laughs) Okay, so this one also, like, trigger warning. Okay. Heavy duty. Okay. Um, Okay, so this is the murder of Victoria Shakti. So also her last name has been pronounced so different. Like, my whole life it was, like, Mm. Shakti or Shakti. I just remember Vicky. Okay. This is murder of Vicky. Murder of Vicky, which is bananas. Um, so this is the story of a single 23-year-old quadriplegic mother. Oh. Who opened a Christmas gift that was left on her front door, and what happened literally changed, like, my hometown. Oh my god. Fucked. So I was born and raised in Innisfil, Alberta. Like, very small, cute, tiny little town. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happens is we have a rodeo every year. Like, it's so small. I want to go next year. Just let you Please know. don't. I don't have to. It's so not fun. I love and it's rodeo. so dirty. I love the rodeo. We'll go to a good one. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> on the morning of November 25th, 2011, around 9 in the morning, um, all of the neighbors, and I was in high school, so, like, we all heard a huge sound. And the neighbors that were, like, in her house said that it sounded like lumber was collapsing on them. Mm. And, um, it was Vicky opening this Christmas gift, and it was actually a bomb that exploded. Who wants to murder a quadriplegic mother? With a bomb. With a bomb. It was fucked. So, I was in school, so I was, like, 16 or 17, Mm. and I don't remember a lot of that day, because it was just so fucking chaotic, but I remember we all left and, like, went in the front of the school. The whole street was just, like, covered with cops. It was all, like, taped off. And nobody knew what the fuck was going on. It was it was so insane. And your your first thought is not a bomb. Obviously not. Especially in, like, Innisfail. Like, the population is, like, 8,000 people. Yeah, it's teeny tiny. Yeah. How far is the school from? So, it's literally across the street. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Like, not even 30 feet. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. And we only have, like, Innisfail has 
one high school. Mm-hmm. Of course. So it's everybody's in there. Like, it was fucked. And then, so the police came to her house, and they found that her caregiver was there. Mm. And her caregiver had, like, ran out, called the cops, did all this stuff, and she had minor injuries, but because it was a bomb, like, she obviously had burns and stuff. Mm. So she's explaining everything that happened, and then after she had explained everything, experts were flown in from Ottawa to, like, look at what was going on, because Innisfil police, obviously... Not equipped. No. <laughs> no. Not ready. <laughs> no! No! Um, Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Sergeant Patrick Webb, quotations, had said that there was nothing to indicate, like, this was a huge event and, like, not to worry in any way. We just want everybody to be aware. So, like, everyone's safe. Don't be scared. Just be aware that, like, something's happening. Okay. So, we're like, okay, well, what the fuck? And it was wild because we also just, like, didn't know who had died. Like, it didn't come out yet, so everyone was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is just complete chaos. Um, okay, so, here's a bit of background on Vicky. Okay. So, she was born in 1988. She was the youngest of five siblings, and her family has described her as super free spirit, super positive, and just, like, a really cheerful, like, sweet girl. And then in 2004... She became pregnant, and she was only 15. Mm. So already it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. heavy duty. Um, and then when she was four months pregnant, she got in a really bad car accident. While she was pregnant? Yeah, four months. Oh. So, like, you're far enough along that you are, yeah. like, you're having a baby. 100%. Um, she was in this car accident, and she had sustained, like, devastating injuries, she completely fractured her C4, C5, and C6 vertebrae. Uh, yeah. And she's only 15. 15. Oh. 15, four months pregnant, and completely oh fractured God. her C4, C5, C6. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and le- that left her a quadriplegic. Uh, and she's 15. Oh, my God. 15, pregnant, quadriplegic. Holy. But. Heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. This is the most fucked up thing, too. So, her baby was completely fine. <gasps> oh, that's that's miracle if, miracle, I, if you ever ask me. Completely fine and was born four months later and was perfectly healthy. Oh, Not my God. Issue. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? That's crazy. I know. We, all of us were also just like, um, what? How the fuck does that happen? How does that? I, that's... That's... And the car was, like, completely fucked. It was insane. Um, I'm not going to, like, say her daughter's name because she no. was only, like, six. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, 17 now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her, like, obviously she's going to struggle because she's a teenager who a. is now a mom and who's now quadriplegic. Oh, my God. So it's, like, you're already just going through it oh. and you have all these obstacles. What the fuck? So she had obviously, like just had a new take on life because she had all these changes and she and her family had like discussed going after the driver for damages so they sued the driver and she ended up getting uh like a payout of five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars okay which i feel like isn't gonna go far in a isn't gonna go far but it was better than nothing like yeah like that doesn't (laughs) seem like a lot of money it doesn't seem like a lot of money, and especially because she's now quadriplegic, she's single, and she's a mom. Yeah, where's the dad? Are we going to talk about that later or no? You don't, like, I never met him. I never knew a lot about him. Okay. Same He's, with, like, everyone, kind of. Okay. He just kind of, like, wasn't a part of the picture. Okay. Even after, Even <laughs> he after knocked up a girl and she became a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Like, what the f- <laughs> Yeah. And Kay. even, like, because we all went to the same church, mm-hmm. and I never saw him. Hmm. church or anything like I, I never even knew like what he looked like weird okay yeah, wild but so then obviously like there's just a lot of shit going on and she's young so she doesn't know what she's supposed to do with all the money so she turns to her like family friend who was a financial advisor okay and like they're really good family friends his name's brian malley um and brian invested her money and like helped her get home care And, like, helped her with, like, investing and helped her just, like, readjusting to this is her new New life. New life, yeah. And, like, you're 15. I was 15. I 
have. I was wearing, drunk in a field somewhere. I was wearing my brother's clothes, like, feeding cows. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, like, that was not, it was insane. <laughs> I grew up in Innisfil, okay? Such like, different lives. Like, you live the life that I did now, and you live. <laughs> I was drunk in a field. What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> Just passed out in a field somewhere, you know? <laughs> so, he, like, helped her with everything. Helped her, like, get readjusted, and <clears throat> he, like, put all of her funds Figured everything out for her, but he put a lot of her money into high-risk shares. Okay. And then also used her own money. Okay. So he was just using her money. Not great, Brian. Not great, Brian. So he didn't tell Vicky about any of that. Perfect. And just pretended that everything was fine, and he was investing everything the way that she had wanted, and the way that her family... Yeah, fully. The way that her family kind of went about, like, this is what you should do. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Even with all of that, like, she's doing really well. She's got home care. She's, like, figuring everything out. Despite all of that, like, positivity, mm-hmm. in 2010, mm. so fast forward a couple of years, okay. but in 2010, her mom died from cancer. Oh. I know. It was insane. And, like, you're you're so young. You've been through so much. and Because like, she's how old? Like, what? Uh, hold on. How old was she now? She's got to be, like, she's, still under 20. She's 20 at this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and her like, mom was probably helping her with the baby and, like. Fully, like, her parents were super supportive. Like, Aww. she has five siblings. Like, it's just a fucking nightmare for her. And so that was in 2010. Okay. By April of the next year, yeah. her account is completely wiped <gasps> oh. and closed. So Brian literally just fucking took everything and then closed her account. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. And he's a, a family friend. Is what family. You're not only is he a family friend, he's also a financial advisor. So like, Ugh. that's his job. It like fucking monster. So <laughs> you're a, a monster. monster. <laughs> I'm keeping Intro. that. <laughs> um. So, when Vicky would cash, like, her monthly checks, they would bounce. Because there's nothing in her fucking account. So, she was obviously, like, doesn't know why the fuck they're not going through. Yeah, right. So, she contacted Brian and she's like, hey, so, like, you have to remember that you need to cash these for me because I need to, like, be able to take out my money Mm -hmm. because it's my money. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, not a problem. Um, And he would act like everything's fine, deposit the money, do everything that he was supposed to do. That's, like on the surface and except it wasn't her money so when her mom had died like a couple weeks before she knew she was obviously passing away because she had cancer okay so she had reached out to brian and gave him fifteen thousand dollars and was like can you put this in my daughter's account oh no which is also just like you're a mom like you just want to make sure your everybody's good Yeah. yeah and like you're dying of cancer and you're just trying to make sure your family's okay like you I just, yeah, fucking wild. So Brian had actually kept that 15000 and was using that money to, like, pretend that that was her money. He was, like, giving it to Vicky, pretending that there was no issues with her account. She had all this money. I don't like Brian. Brian's a piece of shit. So then, because she was taking... Obviously, like, you need money to live. She's quadriplegic. She has to pay for home care. She has a daughter. So she's going to be using a lot of money, obviously. Of course. So then he had put in... His own money, he put in $30,000 of his own money into her account. Okay. So that... Trying to, like, fix the problem. Trying to fix it, trying to make sure that, like, nobody finds out what's going on, that he didn't take half a million fucking dollars. Right. So when he was, like, going through everything, just trying to make sure that nobody knew, Mm. he was just, like, putting in some of his own money. So, like, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Of course. Of course. If he's trying to, like, fix it... Yeah. It's the... Monster. So then... That was, like, kept going on for some time. And then a few months later, Vicky accidentally found out that that was happening. On fucking accident. So she had called, um, she needed, like, more of her money. So she needed to withdraw more of her money. Mm. So she called Brian to be like, hey, I need more of my money. Like, can you hook it up? But he was on vacation. So somebody else had to do it. So it went to his assistant. (gasps) And his assistant, or, yeah, his assistant looked at her file and was like, oh, sorry, your account is empty and it was closed last year, so. Yeah. (gasps) And can you imagine? Can you imagine just any of those circumstances? Can you imagine having a normal life 
And having that happen. Yeah. And then being so young and having medical, like, all these, like, holy Hannah. Holy Hannah. And you're then in a fucking tailspin because it's like, okay, so where did all of my money go? Brian's been telling me everything's fine for years. A year, clearly. Like, what's happening? So then she's obviously, like, freaking out. Yeah. And then when he comes back he completely changes it. And he's like, no, like, that's it's okay. Like, everything's fine. Like, completely just puts her mind at ease. And, like, it's in his best interest, too, because Innisfail is so small. And if that had gotten out that he had stolen money from a quadriplegic single mother... Like, like the ultimate. Yeah, he will burn you at the stake. Like, yeah. Like, we, like, no. So, obviously, he, like, tried to do everything to convince her that it was fine. Of course. And then, um, it just, like, she just couldn't shake it. Like, she knew that something, something just off. wasn't right. And then, so then fast forward a couple of months, and on November 25th, um, Vicky's caregiver had opened the front door to let all of her dogs out, and she saw a Christmas gift that was wrapped and had Vicky's name on it, but it was spelled Victoria, but it was also spelled wrong. Okay. Which is also just bizarre. Weird. Um, and then her caregiver, I won't say her name too, because... Yeah, totally. Um, but she had brought it in the house, Mm. put it on her lap, and then, like, wheeled into the living room, and then she went to open it, and then literally, like, seconds after she opened it, her caregiver was, like, in complete shock because it had exploded. (sighs) Like, what? What the... So, and then Vicky's caregiver comes running in and sees like complete devastation like Vicky had been murdered Mm. and she's like she was also like a pretty young woman so obviously you're gonna be so fucking traumatized Mm -hmm. she like runs in the street she's flipping out calling the police like it was so chaotic it was wild like just that experience alone absolutely so the police are obviously like doing their job they're questioning everybody wanting to know like who saw what what like how did the package get delivered was it by mail was it dropped off like was she expecting anything and yeah. they didn't even know it was a bomb at that point oh okay yeah like they didn't know what had happened well yeah i guess you can like guess but you need to like yeah investigate so then they're questioning everybody and they start to question brian because he was a family friend and he talked to her often because right. not only is he a family friend but he's her financial advisor so when they talked to him, he had told them that Vicky was super, um, like, financially irresponsible. She couldn't take care of her money. She, like, couldn't figure out what to do. And he said, he was like, you should question her brother because he's involved with drugs, which, like, was a complete lie. Okay. And he was, like, saying all this stuff. And he's like, you need to question her brother. I've heard them fighting about stuff. And everyone knows she got so much money. So he was, like, completely saying all the stuff about her brother. And they were like, well, that makes sense. Like, you're a family friend. You would know a lot. For sure. Which... Why would you... Yeah, like... That... And, like, you're looking out for (sighs) her best interest. So you're obviously going to be like, this is who you need to look at. And then they were going through, like, all of her statements. And they asked why he had deposited $30,000 of his own money. What an idiot. Idiot. Like, at what point do you just, I mean, at that point you're obviously way too deep in to, like, stop yeah. lying, but it's just, like... Just co- just come clean. Yeah. Just say that you, say that you took all of her money. At least yeah. cop to that part, you know what I mean? So then when they asked him, he was like, oh no, like, I'm not quotations, I'm not that nice of a person, um, I was just helping her out. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. Thanks, Brian. And I'll take $30,000 to do that. Same. So then later, he is at her funeral, and it was, like, it was a lot, obviously. Did you go? I didn't, but my family did. Mm. And obviously, it's such a small town, and everybody's so connected. Yeah. So it was just, like, it just hit home for everybody, because it's like, who the fuck would do that? Yeah. And she was only 23. Oh. She was 23 years old when she passed away. Oh. So... After he attended the funeral, the police just were not feeling it. Like, they just knew something just wasn't right. Wasn't fitting. And they just had a feeling that they just wanted to just pursue him a little more. Mm. 
So they actually, like, trailed him and surveilled him from January to May. Okay. Like, they had, they must have, something must have, like, just tipped them off. A hundred percent. He's under surveillance, and they finally have, like, enough to get a warrant. Okay. To search his house. And they had got DNA evidence, and obviously were like, okay, here's the ball rolling. They had connected his DNA evidence to the tape that was on the gift wrapping on the ball. Holy. Fucked. So the police confirmed that they were confident in that, like, theory, Mm. and then they arrested him Mm. on the 25th of May, literally six months after she passed away. Holy Hannah. Insane. That's crazy, dude. Insane. Something must have hit them off if it was only six months later that they were like... So quick. And it could have even just been the brother being like, no, like... What the fuck are you talking about? Or maybe she had talked to him about, like, maybe she had mentioned to somebody else that, like, you know, my my, my account's empty or, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, like, they would also get all of that information. Like, they would see that she has zero dollars. Yeah. And how the fuck. Yeah. So, and he was still living in Innisfail. So everyone went... What an idiot, also. nuts. Idiot. And then once it got out that he was arrested, everyone just went fucking crazy. And, like, Innisfil is... Small. Small and a little bit on the hick side. Yeah, like, pitchforks were out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like Belle and the Beast. Wasn't a, wasn't a fun... It was, like, all the townspeople with, like, <laughs> the fucking fire and with shit. With the like, fire torches. Uh, but it was fucked because he, like, what... Like, he was trying to get out on bail and there was, like, all this shit and everyone's, like oh, you should, like, literally burn in hell. Like, what the fuck is happening? And we don't even know, like, what, if he's the only suspect. Like, it still was super up in the air. And then on January 19th, 2015, Brian Malley pled not guilty to first-degree murder, causing an, an explosion and sending someone an explosive device. Okay. Good for fucking you. You're a monster. Thanks, Brian. Um, and then the Crown said that Brian had lost all of her money, resulting in him paying out, paying her out of his own pocket. So why wouldn't he cut his losses? Which is like, that's... That's what he said. Cool. Thanks so much. So then during the trial, the Crown had shown evidence that Brian had actually purchased a pipe. For like a pipe bomb? For a pipe bomb. Oh my god. He purchased smokeless gunpowder, light bulbs, like everything that you all would the need. Things. Yeah. Purchased it all. They found it in his history. And were like, here you fucking go. You're an, you're an idiot. So yeah, they found like all of these items that you would use to make a pipe bomb. And the last pipe bomb that was made in Canada was in 1996. Like it's not common to make fucking pipe bombs and deliver it to people. Well, no. I would like, hope not. Fucking hope not, you monster. So then... um. Like, during, during the course of the six-week trial, 57-year-old Brian Malley was found guilty of first-degree murder. Good. <laughs> and he got two years for causing an explosion and two years for sending someone an explosive device yeah. to be served concurrently. And he was also sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole Good. for 25 years. Only 25, though, that still rattles me. But listen, but he's 57, 57, so he'll probably be good on death's door himself. 100%, because four months later, after he was convicted mm. and charged, in June, he announced that he was appealing the verdict. This guy's just on one. Like, take, take a loss. At what point you're just like, all right. <laughs> take a loss and just, like, let it fucking be. You already ruined so many people's life. Oh. Literally, have fun in jail. Yeah. Shut up, suck some dicks, <laughs> suck and some dicks. sit down. So then, um, in 2016, it took, like, a while for the court to obviously get his appeal, mm-hmm. and they dismissed his application. Good. It's cool. So, the, just the only treat to the story that we have is that four months later, after he appealed, mm-hmm. um, his company, like, the financial, like, company that he worked for, yeah. was sued. Oh. Yeah. Good. Which was awesome. Good. Because it's like, fuck you, like, you were, they 100%. were negligent, and, um, they were found that, or sorry, they were fined for $400,000. Good, I hope it went straight to his daughter. I know. Or her daughter, rather, not his. But, wow. yeah, so that's the story of 
Victoria Shakti or Shakti. Whichever you prefer, you yeah. choose Player's Choice. <laughs> Player's Choice, but that's the story of... Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. A pipe bomb in Innisfail just, like, blows my mind. That, like, my... I remember when we were talking about it, like, after it happened, mm. we thought that somebody had, like, a shotgun. Because it's, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that like, adds up more than... A bomb. A bomb delivered to somebody's house. In a fuck... Like, also, okay, so that's also just fucked up, but you have to be a different kind of mentally unstable to wrap it in a Christmas gift. Absolutely. Knowing that she is a seven-year-old daughter. And it's not like she had done anything to him either. No. She had... She was... She's almost... She's kind of caught you doing an already shitty thing. Yeah. Like, it was all you. Isn't that insane? I don't like that. Isn't that fucked, though? Like, yeah, it, it is so wild because it's just like... That's that's your option. Yeah. Is oh, I'm murdering gonna... someone with a bomb. Yeah. It's just like crazy how far down the path of like not admitting wrong people yeah. will go if they don't have any sort of moral compass or. Okay, I am doing the murder of Lisa Marie Young. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? I don't think so. Okay, I sent you the podcast, but we'll oh refer. wait. So, 2002 Canada Day long weekend. I'm 12. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. I'm probably spending the weekend with my best friend, Danica. I don't know what I'm Cute. doing. You know? Cute. Um, Lisa Marie Young at that age was 21. And as 21-year-olds do, we're partying on yeah. Canada day-long weekend. Um, her and her group of friends went out for their friend Dallas's birthday party. They were went to a couple of nightclubs like downtown. Nanaimo's not big. This is all based in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. Okay. Nanaimo's bigger than Innisfail, but... But still small but town But small. Enough. It's small town enough. It's, like, kind of everybody knows everybody. Like okay. Our nightclubs are very, like, quote-unquote nightclubs. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's a bar that It's you, a like, bar pretend. that we pretend. Yeah. yeah, that is a nightclub. <laughs> so, like, it's more of a house party kind of a town, you know? Okay, yeah. So, they go to these nightclubs uh, for Dallas's birthday. And, uh, and then when everything closes down, they decide they're going to go to a house party. So they're out in the parking lot chatting, like, with everybody, blah, 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 kind of organizing rides, whatever. They, one of their friends in their group, like, starts talking to this guy who has a red jag. Important. Okay. The red jag guy, like, kind of befriends the group and offers to drive them all to this house party. So they're all like, great, let's go. Hop in the car with this guy. Um, they are at that first house party for a few hours. Then they go to a second house party. They get to this second house party and and they were like barbecuing. And cause it's like, it's getting close to like three o'clock in the morning now. Okay. People are like barbecuing and whatever. She's hungry. Lisa Marie Young is hungry. She's a vegetarian. So there's nothing there for her to eat. So this red jag guy is like, there's subway down the street. Let's, let's hop in the car. I'll take you to subway. Perfect. Great. They get in the car. And that is the last time anybody ever saw her live. So, they leave the party at about 3 a.m. And uh, shortly after, around like 3.30, there's a phone call to her friend Dallas. And she says that Red Jag guy, his name's Chris Adair, has taken her to another house party, hasn't taken her to Subway. And she's, like, in sitting in the car in the driveway, and she's, like, I'm pissed off. I don't know where I am. Like, I don't know anybody at this house. Like, come and get me. But everybody else is wasted. No one can come and get her. And so they, her friends tell her, like, call a cab and, like, come back and meet us here. Nobody's, like, panicked. This mm-hmm. Chris guy seems nice. Like, he's taken her to a party. He hasn't taken her out to, like, the middle of nowhere, you know? And also it's, like... It sounds, when you're hearing it now, it's like, okay, yeah, you would never get in a car with a, a no. random person. But it's like, when you're having fun and people are nice, like, I've, I, I we've for done, sure, yeah. We've 100% done that. Both and, of us have. And also, like, when you're very, like, personable and you just want to, like, talk to people and they're nice. Yeah. And they're being nice to everybody. They're not being creepy to and, one person. And I think, too, when you're, like, in a smaller, like, town like that, it's very, like... It's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. especially when you're going, like, house party to house party. Like, it's not... This is 2002, too, like, before, like, true crime was a big thing or, like, all these things, you know? Like, so it's, like, very, like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So they tell her, basically, like, call a cab, come back here. Mm -hmm. 
And so she hangs up the phone. She's just, like, annoyed, basically. Yeah. Doesn't, like, seem like she's in trouble, you know? But then she texts Dallas, and she says, come get me. They won't let me leave. That's the last correspondence anybody ever has with her. That makes me feel so bad for Dallas. Yes. Because, like, how does that not fuck with your brain? A hundred percent. And we'll come back to Dallas, too. Lisa Marie Young is the oldest of three. She's got two little brothers. She's super close with her family. She's described by friends as being funny, bubbly, independent, athletic, hardworking, and, again, like, super close with her family. Like, she lived in the apartment next door to them. And so she tells her parents that night, like, that they're going out. Mm -hmm. And she has plans with her dad. She's moving. It's, like, you're getting up to the first. So she's moving. And she has plans with her dad the next day to move her to her new apartment. And, like, obviously she's not the type to run away. So She's not a runaway. She's, like, no. Like, she, I think there was, um, there was some family troubles along the way. Some at some point Mm -hmm. where she was in foster care and I think it was just because she was like a little spicy and like they were clashing heads so she went into foster care system for a little while um but again like that whatever had happened in in their life had like passed and she was back to being like super close with them and like whatever so and whose family isn't fucked up? Well, and that's the thing. Like, when I was listening to that, I was like, yeah, but, like, it, it like whose family hasn't had fights when you're, like, a late teenager? 100%. And you're trying to, like, be an adult. And your, par- your parents are, like, you, you're just not, you haven't crossed that hurdle. It's a hurdle everybody gets to. So, it's just, like, whatever. And also, it's, like, everybody's going to react differently. And parents aren't, like, they grew up fucking weird, too. So, maybe 100%. they're not equipped to deal with shit. Exactly. So, when Lisa doesn't answer her phone the next morning they assume she's just hung over she's 21 she was out partying like whatever that's fine but she as the day progresses and they still haven't heard anything from her they start to get worried obviously like she's not the type to like she had solid plans with her dad to help her move and she's starting a new job in a couple of days so like she should be around like even Mm -hmm. if she's hung over like a text or whatever right and so they're becoming increasingly concerned that they can't track her down and then her roommate came over to the house to ask if they'd seen her. Oh, that fucking breaks me. Yeah. So they call RCMP, but as per RCMP, like, law, you have to wait 48 hours. So... I think that's such garbage, too. So do I, because if you know, like, something's going on, you know something's going on. And in, like, statistically, how many people that get taken what's that show first 48 hello it's it's the first most crucial time and but then like why do we only apply that to like kids yeah you know what i mean and a hard part too is um so they are her mom is first nations so when they call they try to hide a lot of the fact that she is a band member because they don't want it to get swept under the rug as you know as they do as they do so when the rcmp do become involved they the chris guy the red jag guy he's tracked down quite easily because in the island like on the island the the red jag is like not it's like who owns a a red red jag jag? and it actually in the early 2000s are you in fucking like 90210 it's actually belongs to his grandmother okay so and his grandmother is um quite a prominent businesswoman in the next town over qualcomm beach which is in its fail size yeah quite small so Adair, like, Chris had many previous convictions in Alberta, BC, and later on in Saskatchewan, and they included things like assault and some, like, credit card fraud and things like that. Nothing super major, Um, but because his grandmother was a very well-known realtor in Qualcomm Beach, she kind of shut the investigation down a little bit when they were looking into him. She was adamant there was no missing posters put up because they had, like, her car on them. Like, if you see, if you know the man in the red... Because he didn't come forward right away. And yeah. nobody really had known him, right? So, so they're trying to find this red jag. And she drives it. And it's her grandson who she's trying to protect. Yeah. And so she was, like, adamant there was, like, no missing persons posters in Qualcomm. Like, they would get taken down. Like, it was, like, this huge, like, they she kind of put, like, a stalemate on to the investigation in, in that way. 
And, like, I get it. Like, if it was someone in my family, best believe I'm doing fucking everything to protect them. Yeah. However. However. You're not going to skirt around the fucking law. Well, no. And, like, and and all they wanted to do, like, was talk to him. Like, they, they, because they didn't even know who he was. Yeah. At that point. And if you're tripping already that you don't want your grandson to get spoken to by police, obviously there's something going on. Of course. A hundred percent. So the questioning does end up happening. They do end up tracking him down. Um... And they questioned him a full 30 days after she went missing. So no one's heard from her, seen from, like, her. Like, she's been gone 30 days by the point, by the time they pull Chris Adair in for questioning. And the the RCMP actually involved Lisa's mother in hoping that it would guilt him into giving them more information. Oh, my So they call her and ask her to bring, like, photos of like her as a kid and to the interview to the interview and she goes in and interviews him so she sits down with this guy what the fuck and she straight up says where is my daughter like she says where's lisa and all he replies with all that's on the tapes is i can't i'm sorry i don't mean to disrespect your family and he just trails off and that was like all her her mom could take what the fuck fuck even so that, at this though, point like, they like know that something's like yeah. bad bad and and i think too to my understanding like a few days after like before they found chris Adair, all those things um like special investigations was called in like major crimes unit and so they knew pretty well right off the hop that like mm-hmm. something had happened and mother yeah the mom isn't that awful but like smart if, if, he's yeah. gonna, if he's gonna cop to anything, yeah. cop to the mom. Yeah, they actually talked to some some cops, um, like, who have worked lots of investigations like that later in this this podcast. I'll, I'm gonna link it because it goes into incredible detail. It's a whole season of just this murder, which is... Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's great. So, but they talked to some cops and they were saying that, like, that's not a super common practice, especially anymore, to, like, yeah. br- involve the family because they kind of, like, obviously realized how traumatizing that ends up being. When Anyways, you're confronting a fucking murderer. Well, he's not the murderer. Unknown. Uh, they can't, they, they cannot tie Chris Adair to anything. So he's released. He's a completely Shut free the man. fuck up. They can't Ew. tie him to anything. Following the disappearance, there's it's basically all speculation so the rumors span from the fact that chris made of may have owed people money to and like lisa was just like an unlucky byproduct of that at the party to there's a huge rumor that's circulated for like years and people at this point like it could totally just have caught wildfire and because it sounds so made up, but apparently at the time there was an underground snuff porn ring in Nanaimo and people think that she may have been taken and used for the snuff porn and then something went wrong. I don't think that that sounds that outrageous. It's not in today, like to like, yeah. to know about the like dark underbelly of like everything that goes on nowadays. Like it's not that outrageous that it's, that could have happened. Which in itself is just like fucked up to say, but Super it's like scary. back then. That's your obviously like worst thought. Yeah, but if you can't connect, like if there's no connection, there's what the fuck are you gonna nothing. Make? So no one really knows what happened to her. We still don't have her even um despite like multiple searches conducted by her mother's indigenous tribe that was like they were super involved they so they had set up um as the rcmp were kind of like not pulling back but they kind of have to like you know slow investigations at some point Mm -hmm. they um set up a a call line themselves and they would investigate like everything that came in they actually had a phone call at one point her dad answered the phone and a girl was on the phone absolutely hysterical telling them that they were moving the body and he needed to go immediately what and so there's like all sorts of shit like this this is like a case where people like it's very like in Nanaimo it's very uh, like people know what happened but nobody's talking yeah so they would get calls like that. They, they've they had mediums out to try and find her. Like, they've done all these things, but she's never been found, and no one has ever been arrested in connection to her disappearance. What? Yeah. Ever. We're going on 20 years she's been missing. Mm. 
she I know. Was, she was 21 she when was she 21, was taken. Yeah. She'd be, uh, I don't know how old she'd be now, but yeah. She was 21. So in May of last year of 2020, this podcast I've been referencing is called Island Crime. And the whole entire first season is Where's Lisa? Uh, Laura Palmer is a retired newsroom producer and she retired to the island and she thought she would start like investigating this. She actually had only intended to um, do one episode about Lisa Marie Young and it turned into an entire season because there was so much information. It is like as soon as she put it out, it reached the top 10 true crime podcasts in Canada almost immediately. Yeah. And also too like back like I've I've heard of so many like cold cases that Huge. get like refound so many like loopholes that have happened. Absolutely. This is back, like it was twenty years ago. It was twenty years ago. So with the release of this podcast People have started talking again. So even in her podcast, she like has all these new sources of people who like knew things that they didn't bring forward then. And like she's interviewing them and they're talking to police. So it's actually stirred up quite a bit um, in the investigation. It's still very much active. Actually, as recently as December, like last month, Holy they have conducted two new searches at a property that was up until now just like a word of mouth like thinking that maybe that had the house that they searched had something to do with it it's um in a, actually a really nice area of town because when you listen to like the podcast when you like get deeper into the murder it all sounds super seedy and like you know you kind of imagine these places in your head of like oh she must have like gone missing in some like crack house yeah this house is actually like I know where it is it's um in a really nice area of town like super unsuspecting like very suburban beautiful nice area and it actually backs onto this big sanctuary And when they conducted these two new searches in December, they had a neighbor who remained off the record, but a neighbor had said that back when the, when this was all fresh and new back in 2002, he had actually reported seeing something that looked like a body in a hammock in the backyard and then, um, equipment digging soil and moving soil around shortly after, which was reported to police. I mean, it I don't. It was reported. Back it then. was reported back then. So, like the and but member that girl called and said they were moving her. Yeah. So it's all very and like a lot of it. A lot of the people who call in are like, you know, people who were pretty like shady back then and yeah. stuff like that. So it's hard to kind of pick what's what like as an investigator's job would be. Like it's mm-hmm. super hard to pick out. Like okay, did they move a body? Like, and even one of the. So the island, Nanaimo specifically, used to be a coal town. So there's tons of, uh, like, my old mine shafts and stuff that all run underneath the city. And one of the latest updates in December was um, somebody saying that that was where he had heard there was her final resting place. There's, like, this one specific mine shaft they call, like, the never-ending hole or something weird like that. And that's where he actually had heard he had been a drug dealer back in the day and he had, like, heard all these rumors and da-da-da-da-da. And so he had heard that that's where she was moved to. So... Still, nothing has new has come. I mean, they did just do those searches in December, so we're, a it's a month ago. ago. Which is also, like, that is insane. So they could have found stuff, and it's not public knowledge yet, but we we still don't know. So, it, unfortunately, Lisa's mom passed away in 2017, so she's no. never received an answer on, like, her daughter's disappearance or got to be around for, like, the drumming up of, like, its popularity yeah. again. And... I just found that super sad. So sad. I think that's so sad. But her dad's still very involved. And her friends and family still hold an annual walk in Nanaimo every single year um, around the time she went missing to ensure that her name remains uh, in everybody's minds. And they do, like, a big memorial walk. They've done it every year since 2003. Holy shit. Yeah. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? Like, how can nobody say anything? And that's the thing. Like, and I think it's been really good with this podcast coming out because people have started talking. Oh, and you want to know the other sad thing about it? Mm -hmm. Remember her friend Dallas, whose birthday he was was at? He, in, I think it was like 2017, I'd have to pull it back up, but he was walking along the highway and got killed (gasps) by a car. 
so he never got answers to anything either. And that whole friend group was so, like, connected still because of her disappearance yeah. that then he's gone now, too. Holy fuck. Like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, like, literally my, like, one of my very good friends on the island, Tannis, her and I have been like texting back and forth about this and like screaming at each other because we're like oh my god maybe they're gonna solve it like they're gonna find her this year because like the fact that they just did two searches a month ago like that's a crazy and why two and why two that's what's fucked up and it's sad because the people who the people who own they like it's new owners so, so they had no idea that their house oh, was Jesus connected Christ. at all so like the cops have knocked on their door now twice and been like we have to search your house and your yard and everything and they're just like, uh, what? Also, the guy that, like, said that he saw a body in a hammock. How scary. How terrifying. And then saw, like, equipment that was used to move soil. Yeah. How the fuck could you not investigate everything? Yeah, and I mean, it, they could have investigated it right then, and it already had been gone. Like, that you yeah. have no idea. Because, again, like that girl said, like, that they were moving the body. Oh, that yeah, is so insane. nobody knows what happened to her. Nobody knows anything. And to get, want to get weird about it, want to get witchy about it. So one of the mediums that they brought out one time, they, he, he, the episode is so cool. So he works with cops. He's from uh, the mainland somewhere, like over in Vancouver or maybe up in the interior. I can't quite remember, but he had become involved with the police work because he had had like a, like a vision or whatever of, um, like a missing person but he was like looking at it down as a as a bird and he went to tell the cops this and he was like they're gonna laugh me out of here yeah but the cops at that time had been like really out of their like they were like at the end of their rope with it so they were like okay so they took him up in a helicopter until he saw what he saw and he dropped they dropped down like um marking tape and then they went and hiked out and the what this woman that had been missing was within 50 feet of the fucking marking tape. So he b- became very involved with working with police. Also, how fucked up is that? Ew, ew, ew. How That's sc- terrifying. That's I know. Terrifying. I know. I, don't I, like know, that. I know. That's insane. How crazy. So, so he ended. He and he's ended up being like a very like well renowned like person that they work with. Mm-hmm. So he ended up coming over. Um, Lisa Marie's family actually called him over to do an investigation. Um, I think he, I can't remember, so I don't want to quote it, but he may have done one with the cops already and not found anything. Um, but he, they called him over, wanted him to come over and do another one. And, uh, he did. And so they're like driving around Nanaimo and they're, and they're like, kind of like, he's just kind of like trying to feel it out. Yeah. And then they get to this one area where it's like wooded and he's like, stop the car like let me out here they call in the um indigenous band to come and do a search he's like we need to search here they call an indigenous band in to come do a search they search this area and at one point he just like feels called to like dig at this certain like tree base or something and he does and he finds some bones and they're not sure what kind of bones they are like even like the elders of the group and stuff can't like make out what they are so they send them over to Vancouver for analysis. They end up being deer bones. And he calls Lisa Marie's parents and he's apologizing and he's like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, yeah. you know, whatever. And she's like, you know what? Because they had, when they found the bones, they had a full ceremony over them. And, and, um, the mom had said, when we did that, that was maybe the best goodbye we could have had regardless because we got to say goodbye in some way. And he was like relieved, obviously that she wasn't like upset with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, is there any reason that like she would have led me to deer bones? And the mom laughed and said, we used to call her Bambi. Oh, holy fuck. That oh. is insane. And Isn't just- that crazy? And then they got to have like a ceremony over yeah. Bambi. That also is just, like, that crushed my soul. I know. <laughs> when I was listening soul. to it, because I was wa- listening to it when I was, like, walking dogs, and I was literally walking the dogs, and I just started, like, it's crying. Similar. I was like, oh, my God. I was, I was thinking that, too, because, like, my family's native, and a lot, oh, yeah. of their, a lot of their names are, like, my cousin's name is Little Feather, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, instantly, I'm like, 
there's something fucked that has to do with that fucking gear. Yeah, yeah. They but used like to call how, her Bambi. That was her nickname when she was growing up. How nice is that, though, to be For able the family? to just say goodbye? And, and too, because the mom's gone now. Like, that's the only... That's all she That's has. the real goodbye she gets. And she's back with her wherever they are. You know what I mean? Like, so they're fine. So I just, like... But, yeah, isn't that crazy? Do you, but think, I, do you think that Chris did it? No, but I think he knows what happened. And he's I just agree. not talking. Because that's the other thing, too. There have been... So there have been other podcasts that have covered the murder. And then they get complaints to take it down anonymously. And he, it, and people nope. think it's him that's going around and, like... And, and complaining about getting it taken down. He'll, like, report stuff. I hope he reports Because he's this. free. I hope he does, too. Hi, Chris. If this is you, if you're listening... <laughs> might be time to talk to somebody about this but <laughs> nobody knows where he is insane. apparently either like i think the cops do but i remember the lady on the podcast kind of saying like um that people didn't know where he was there was like some speculation that he might like, might be in japan or something like that it's like no. man if you're in japan just like fess up yeah you're in japan like who's not gonna say you no back. one's gonna and no one's gonna come for you because i think that's probably more his main concern is that there are people that will hurt him if he tells but what he also, knows. But also, it's like, it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years. What do you, like... Other people are talking, and that's, I think, the important part. Like, yeah. there are people who did, you know, hear things or, or like, knew some people that they think that should be talked to or, like, whatever, and those people are starting, definitely, yeah. to come forward. Because a lot of them, in 20 years, like, they're not drug dealing, like, assholes anymore. They're, you know, they're they not meth family, addicts. Yeah. They're, like, they're, like, okay, like, I'm not in that life anymore, and I need to clear my own conscience about this, so... Yeah. So it's it's still oh very active, God. still very active, and Last it could month. come up at any time. <laughs> and that's killer podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that fucking crazy? So yeah, wild. And but I'm so hoping too that with this new like searches and stuff that mm-hmm. something shows up for Lisa Marie. Oh, because I would like, her family would just love to be able to. Just have like, something yeah just let that be. and it, at this point like you don't have to like it, i don't even know that anyone has to get in trouble for it they just want her back like yeah i feel like at this point they wouldn't even like they obviously want someone to be put to justice but it's like of just course. give me answers just anything yeah so that's nanaimo's lisa marie young that's insane so anyway should we say happy things yeah, do you want to do a fucking hooray? We'll make it a super modeled after. Yeah, what's yeah. your... So I just, I need something happy after absolutely. hearing about moms and hearing about missing women. I know. I just, I'm going to have dinner with my mom. And she's yeah, we need to like, cheer you up. You? <laughs> we need to cheer you up. So we'll do a, a my hips. favorite murder. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray style. What's something good this week? Um... I DM'd Gordon Ramsay for, like, the 10th time. Yeah. Still no reply. Okay. But here's hoping. Okay. <laughs> Love that you did that. Every time I cook, I'm seeing this guy. Every time I cook for him, mm. instantly. Hey, Gordon Ramsay, do you think this is good enough for you? <laughs> I love. I think that's great. Maybe he'll review you. Maybe he'll just... I think you just got to be consistent. Keep at it. Yeah. Consistency is key. Yeah. Maybe tweet it. I feel like he responds to the tweets more. Or TikTok it. I don't have TikTok. You can use my TikTok if you want. Done. Okay. TikTok's fun. You I should. don't get it. I, I'm obsessed with it. I don't I, get it. It's too young for me, but I really love it a lot. <laughs> You're so young. So hip. I'm a little baby. You should be cooler than me. I'm old. Yeah. I don't know. What was your hooray? Hooray. My hooray is... My hooray is that um, my good buddy Dave moved in. Dave! The pilot has moved in. Ooh. Oof. Like and Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Yeah, he's pretty much Tom Cruise. He takes me flying all the time. It's the most fun. So pilot moved in, and it's been so nice because I can yell at him if he's dirty, and he cooks for me, and we have all the dogs now, which is great. It's just like a good, very symbiotic relationship. I'm we really we really do well together. I need to get me a pilot that just flies me. You places. should have this pilot. I really am trying to find him a wife. Um, I don't think I'm ready to get wife stuff. Okay, but maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> and also he him and I started our new morning routine this morning, which is because I'm doing 75 hard and I have to read 10 pages of a book every day. So I'm reading the follow-up to my last book, which is called Why Men Marry Bitches. Okay. 
and he has started Why Men Love Bitches so that he can read it and then we can do a book report on it on the podcast because it's like a whole dating book. I love that. It's going to be so You funny. told me about this book. It's the best. You need to read it. Everyone needs to read it. I feel like it would make me super sad or it, You will feel psycho. personally attacked yeah. 24-7. Yeah. I don't think I'm emotionally ready for that yet. Because you have to be responsible after. Thanks so much for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time of like, I know she's going to bring up some shit. No, for I didn't. Sure. I didn't. I was good. I'm just saying you should read the book and value yourself more. <laughs> That's oh, all. what a nightmare we live. Well, this is life, baby. This is us, 24-7. Mm. Mm. Love you. Thanks for coming and doing this with me. Love you. So it was like a super sad, funny Yeah, but experience. we're going to we're gonna send it on an upswing. Upswing to the pilot. Upswing. Take us home. Take us home, pilot. Upswing. Take us home. Love you. Love you more. Okay, <laughs> for the record... <laughs> Dave helped me edit this podcast last night, and and he, we tried to get him to, because we said upswing pilot on the way home, and so he started learning Take Me Home Country Roads on guitar so that he could record it. He could record the upswing on the way out, but he said he has to practice for a couple weeks before he'll do it, so we'll get it soon, don't worry, but not this episode when it blended so perfectly. Anyways, that was wild. Hey, what a ride this episode has been. Um, I am linking today in show notes um, both my favorite murder podcast by Karen and Georgia, as well as um, Island Crime, which is the more in-depth podcast about Lisa Marie Young over in Nanaimo. And I would love you to listen to that, especially if you are from my hometown. What's up, Nanamo? And uh, man, I really hope it does get people talking. I really hope they're like onto some new stuff. Um, that's it from us today. I hope you never get murdered. I hope you get never get kidnapped. Remember that I love you. And you don't know fucking jack shit, kid. See you next week. If you're still here, you know what I'm about to ask you for. Every time you rate, subscribe, comment, share, anything you can do to boost this podcast up, I am forever grateful for. And you're mostly my friends right now, so you don't have any excuse to not help me out in growing this podcast. And so I can be a rich bitch and buy us a huge acreage that we can have fun parties on. Like, okay? You're just helping all of us by doing it. (laughs) See you next week.